I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles. This Girlfriend's Guide bonus episode is about everything you need to know about the Ryder Cup. We have had quite a busy week with a college football recap on Sunday with my little brother, then the weekly update on Monday, and now a bonus episode about golf on Thursday. So for all of you wondering why golfers are suddenly wearing Team USA gear, this episode's for you. Let's get started. First of all, for those of you saying, what on earth is the Ryder Cup? The Ryder Cup is a men's golf competition between Team Europe and Team USA held every two years. The cup actually alternates between being at a golf course held in Europe and a golf course held in the United States. What makes the Ryder Cup such a big deal is that before golf entered back into the Olympics, this was golfers' only opportunity to wear Team USA gear and compete for their country. It's super different than the PGA Tour because there's actually one other tournament, but it, this one's the main one, that they actually compete on a team and they get that team camaraderie in the locker room kind of feel that other sports get on a weekly basis. Let's start with the basics. The first Ryder Cup was held in 1927. Each team, Team USA and Team Europe, have 12 players. There are 28 matches to be played or points to be won. And once a team reaches 14 and a half points, they win the Ryder Cup. So if you caught that I said points, that's because this is not a traditional golf tournament of whoever shoots the lowest score wins. It's not quite that simple. So let's go into how the Ryder Cup works. The first two days consist of four ball matches and foursome matches, followed by the last day of 12 single matches. Think of four ball matches like the best score counts. So each of the four guys, two Americans and two Europeans, play their own ball the entire time. 
each team counts the lowest of the two scores. So if one person got a birdie and the other person scored par, you're obviously going to count the birdie for your team. The team that hits the lowest on the hole gets one point. If the hole ends in a tie, then points are halved. In contrast, foursomes, think of that as an alternate shot, like you're playing pool with your friends. Each team plays one ball per hole, and the players take turns hitting alternate shots. So that also means that they will hit different tee shots as well. Let's drop a hashtag girlfriend hint here. So when you hear on TV that they are playing odds or evens, that means which player is hitting off the tee for the odd or even numbered holes. Again, the team that hits the lowest on the hole gets one point, and if the hole ends in a tie, the points are halved. The singles matches on Sunday are played a little bit more like normal. It's just one American versus one European, and whoever scores the lowest on the hole wins the point. If this sounds familiar, that's because match play is played at the WGC Dell match play on the PGA Tour in Austin, Texas. Again, first team to 14 and a half points wins the Ryder Cup. And if the cup ends in a 14-14 tie, then the cup stays with the last team that won, which in this year's case would be Team Europe. As Americans, we don't generally like things to end in a tie. So the first question I usually get is, has that ever actually happened? And yes, actually, it's happened twice in 1969 and 1989. And there's been one retention of the cup for Team USA and Team Europe. This year's Ryder Cup is being played at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin, obviously stateside this time. The closing ceremonies start tonight at 4 p.m. on Golf Channel if you want to watch, but action doesn't get underway until day one on Friday at 7 a.m. on Golf Channel. Then day two will be at 7 a.m. on Golf Channel and then turns on at 8 a.m. on NBC, and the Sunday singles matches will also be played on NBC starting at 11 a.m. So now let's go over who are the lucky 12 on each team. Team USA is comprised of six automatic qualifiers, which means they played so well during the season that they reached a threshold that automatically qualified them to play on the Ryder Cup. Those are Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka, Justin Thomas, and Patrick Cantlay. For the next six players, the team captain of USA, Steve Stricker, got to pick. These are called the captain's picks for obvious reasons. And those golfers are Daniel Berger, Harris English, Tony Finau, Xander Schauffele, Olympic gold medalist, Scotty Scheffler, and Jordan Spieth. The European team works a little differently. They have nine automatic qualifiers from the European tour. Those are Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hatton, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory McIlroy, Victor Hovland, John Rahm, Lee Westwood, and Bernard Wiesberger. Then the team captain for Europe, Patrick Harrington, got to pick three others for his captain picks, and those three were Sergio Garcia, Shane Lowry, and Ian Poulter. So you may recognize players on Team Europe and be a little surprised at that. However, nowadays, there's so much crossover between the PGA Tour and the European Tour that a lot of players from the European Tour actually play on both. And players like Victor Hovland grew to be household names in college. He actually went to Oklahoma State. So there's plenty of reasons why you might know some of those names. 
Before I give away the good stuff, like who you should actually bet on and who should win, let's go over some of the questions that I've gotten about the Ryder Cup. The first question I got is why are some of the Ryder Cup years odd numbers and others are in even years like 2020? It was supposed to be 2020. Now it's in 2021. That's because the Ryder Cup is no stranger to being canceled or postponed. So obviously the Ryder Cup was canceled due to World War II, just like many other sporting events. However, in 2001, the Ryder Cup was postponed due to the attack on the Twin Towers in New York City. That tournament was actually set to take place the same month in Europe, but it was postponed a year. And then since then, we have had the Ryder Cup in even years. Same goes reverse. Now, the 2020 Ryder Cup was supposed to happen, except thank you, COVID. It has been delayed to 2021. And moving forward, we will now have Ryder Cups in odd years. Another question I get asked a lot is some players don't play all 18 holes. How does that happen and what does that mean? In match play scoring, you're only playing that one other person. So in the scoring, you'll see one up or two up, which obviously means the that golfer is one hole or one point up on their opponent. It gets a little trickier if they get to even higher numbers and then they end early. So if you are two up with less than two holes to go, you will actually stop playing. That score will be shown as two and one, meaning two points up with only one hole to go. So the match ends. It is a very, very good thing if you don't have to play all 18 holes if you're the one who's up. That just means you beat your opponent by a lot. Another question I get is who won the last Ryder Cup? So the last Ryder Cup was in 2018, played in Paris, and Team Europe took home the cup. However, the last time the cup was played in the United States, in 2016 at Hazeltine, the United States won. It has been 28 years since Team USA won the Ryder Cup that's been played in Europe. Now, obviously, they can't break that this time around, but they still would like to break the momentum of the last couple Ryder Cups that Europe has won. Europe is currently has currently won four of the last five. The overall record of Ryder Cups is USA with 26 over Europe with 14. USA actually won 13 in a row from 1959 to 1983. And last dumb question you don't want to ask your boyfriend, and it's a great question. Is there really such thing as home field advantage? I mean, this is golf. Again, great question. And the answer is yes. Not only is the Ryder Cup known for having very rowdy fans. And if you look up from last time in 2018 in Paris, you'll hear the ole, 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 ole chants constantly because Europe won. And I'm sure this year we'll hear plenty of USA chants. That's just the nature of this event. But home field advantage actually goes deeper than that. The team captains picked for these Ryder Cups years in advance gets to pick the course and help design the course to either aid their team or work against their opponent. So again, going back to the most recent Ryder Cup in 2018 in Paris, that course was notorious for small fairways and thus accuracy became paramount. This worked like a charm against Team USA, who was heavily favored with long drivers. Longer drives are usually harder to hit accurately, and therefore, 
You tell me home advantage didn't help win that one. All right, let's get into the real reason you're listening and what will make you sound very impressive in front of the guys in your office. Who should win this Ryder Cup? On paper, the USA should take the title, but we've heard that before. They're even favored in Vegas with the score of 15-13. Team USA's average world ranking is 8.9, while Europe is 30.8. So pure math alone, the United States should win. The lowest ranking player on the roster for Team USA is Scotty Scheffler at official world golf ranking of number 21. Europe's next highest after number one, John Rahm, is number 14. Team USA also has home field advantage and thus fans are going to be majorly on their side. Plus, the team got to practice on the course a whole week earlier than Team Europe. More views on the course usually leads to lower scores. And while all that sounds dandy and go Team USA 100%, Team Europe is not to be overlooked. Europe has the number one golfer in the world on their team, John Rahm. And although they seem outgunned by the USA, the recent scoreboard definitely leans in favor of Europe. Again, four of the last five have been taken by Europe. While the USA has higher rankings, Team Europe has way more experience. Lee Westwood has played in 10 previous Ryder Cups, followed by Sergio Garcia with nine, and Ian Poulter has played in six. By comparison, the United States' most experienced player is Dustin Johnson, who has only played in four Ryder Cups. Team chemistry amongst the Europeans tends to be much higher than the United States, especially with the recent Brooks Kepka bryson DeChambeau feud. Europe is expecting that to be a distraction to Team USA. You have to admit, Team Europe had a great strategy going out this week and playing with the Wisconsin crowd by wearing Green Bay Packers colors and wearing cheese heads. So who will win, the young, talented Americans, or do you put your bet on the experienced Europeans? Vegas went with the math in that the Americans will win 15-13. You'll have to tune in to see who wins. For more details, check out the blog post on the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. I was going to give you the first day pairings, but they both teams are keeping very secretive about those. So those have not been released yet. So you and I will find out together tomorrow morning. Go check out the blog for anything else. And thanks for tuning in for this special episode. Go Team USA!